Welcome to Catholic Stuff You Should Know, a J10 initiative. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. Father John here with my good friend, Father Nathan Goebel. Welcome to our breakfast edition. Breakfast Club. Except I think it's funny because most of the time when you listen to those, like, Today shows or Good Morning America or whatever, they're all so perky. Oh, yeah. You know, no. they're just, oh, <laughs> Kevin, a great time this morning. And we're just like, hey, good morning. Good morning. Yeah, we're not, not exactly uh, morning people, as anybody who knows us knows. And uh, kind of a crazy time. We were on silent retreat last week, uh-huh. and uh, which is why we're a little late in getting this one out. Um, but uh, it's always a rough reentry back into reality after even a couple days in silence. Snap back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity. Oh, down. <laughs> Good old. Is that Eminem? That's Eminem. Very nice. Well, it's kind of like uh, re-entry in, you know, from the space shuttle. You're like out and everything is kind of easier. You know, you're kind of floating in silent retreat. Like you don't have any responsibilities. There's no gravity oh, yeah. or whatever. And then like the transition back into like releasing the floodgates of your um, of your away message on your email oh, yeah. and then phone. Uh, which Father Brian Larkin still has on his... Uh, <laughs> he always does that. He still has on his... What, I'm a, I'm on silent retreat until... May you know, 21st. May 21st. Yeah, that'll be in there till July, probably. <laughs> it's like that scene in Lord of the Rings where they blow up the side of Helm's Deep, you know? Yeah. That's kind of what I feel like. Uh, and then the orcs start rushing in, and it's just like, oh no, as soon as the phone comes back on. Yeah. I was so elated because when I got back from uh, retreat, which I left the retreat early, as you know, to uh, go to uh, Father Steve Akers. Father Steve Akers, congratulations. Father, let, me, let me remind Father Steve Akers' um, ordination in Monterey, California. It was actually in Salinas, the ordination, but um, that was a great time, so congratulations. Another one of my SY spirituality or mates. So now it's up to, I think, four, four priests and one on the way. Nice. So myself, Jason Wunsch. Uh, John Paul Mitchell and uh, Father Stephen Akers. Very nice. So. If you don't know the spirituality year here in Denver, is your first year in seminary. So yeah, it's like that's your novitiate year. Yeah, that's when you. So many are called. Few clan. are chosen. <laughs> that's when you kind of clan together. The um, we had my year was sixteen guys and twelve. That's what, that's twelve we, are priests. Really? Yeah, twelve are priests. Three are married, and one is confused a little bit. But I, we got to see Eric Feltis' family and uh, his. He's clan. not the one who's confused. He's not confused. He's he's very sober actually, and uh, it was just wonderful to see him. His uh, his like one year old daughter was like at one point had a beer and was just like, <laughs> putting it down. Oh Love yeah, those Feltis kids. So. One eyed one eyed Jack. <laughs> Jack, yeah. The one eyed Jack. Oh, he looks. He's just such a wild man. He is a wild man. So if we haven't given a shout out yet, you can Google. It's called Kemble Pipes. Kemble Pipes. Well, we did a podcast on that. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Eric makes really great pipes. Did you see the one he's working on? Uh-uh. Uh, it's like a pipe with a, a circle at, at the notch with a chain on it. And I was like, you should call it like Peter and Chains. Because we live in Colorado, we should clarify these are pipes for tobacco. For tobacco, yes, right. For tobacco. They're not so. one hitters, folks. Um, I have a little new addition to the podcast today. <laughs> this is a little... Uh, Wannabe loon, I guess. It's a little I mean, look at little it. Duck, that's pretty close. A little duckling uh, that was created by our friend Sunit Seleski in uh, ceramics class. Yeah. She also made me a sweet mug, which is like the one that you have, but that's coming with me to Rome. So, but the duck stays. But I get the paperweight. 
You get the loon. He's going to just stare at you. Loon paperweight. While you're, he'll be in my place. You two can podcast now. That's right. There's a lot of people asking about what's going to happen. We're going to blow it up. Blow it up. Blow it up. <laughs> so, and then uh, before we get started here, I have to throw another shout out out there um, to Grace Jacobs. What? Who, yeah, Grace was like, what the hell? I never get a shout out. And I was like, that's true. Hmm. So, Gracie. Well, we usually give her a shout down because we, uh, we, we tell the story of how we laid the smack down on her. Oh, in Euchre? In Euchre. Yeah. But we do like her. We do like her. And I have... I uh, love her. Speaking of Euchre, and this wasn't you, uh, or no, this was Cribbage. This weekend is Shana Stein's wedding. Mm. So Shana and Paul getting married out in Stockton. Beautiful Stockton, California. Maybe. Possibly. No, they live out in the country a little bit. So her family. Uh-huh. But uh, super excited to do that. So I'm leaving here and Goebbels taking the airport tomorrow for that wedding. Yep. And then off to Spain. For the Camino. España. España. So, the next couple weeks are probably going to be a little rocky, because we're running out of time here. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, hang with us. Don't despair. We're not going into another eight-month period of the void. You yeah. Know? We're, we're working on it. That's right. We're charting. We're, char- we're charting <laughs> the times when we can actually come together, and then when we do... And it's hard. There are times each month when we just can't. We just, just can't, can't. We just can't. can't. Podcast, so. That's right. And like, it's a real sacrifice, and we really... Oh, speaking of charting, I met the Rank- Rankin family, <laughs> Andy Rankin, lactating mother's story. Oh, yeah. God, that was funny. The, but they came down. Do you ever have families um, where when the kids come for communion, it actually is like... It really affects you as a priest, yeah. Because it's like, whoa, they actually know what they're doing, mm-hmm. and they're really prayerful. And uh, that was the Rankin family. It was just beautiful. Hmm. It was like an honor to give the family communion because they were so present to it, and all the kids were like really prayerful. So that's not the norm, Rankins. So you're doing a good job. Yeah. So that's that. The bright eyes. The bright eyes. Okay. Well, enough of this. We should probably get to a topic. Enough banter. Enough banter for one day. Sufficient for one day is the sufferings of one, right. one day. Um, so I went last night. Um, I I find this kind of difficult because I never had a problem finding people that had nothing to do back in the day. I mean, we were never doing anything. So if anybody like had college, college high school, um, even like, you know, after seminary, um, or I mean, in seminary, if you're done with your, you're usually done with your assignment by like six or seven, right? Unless there was something like drastic going on at the parish or whatever. Um, so like, you want to get dinner? Sure. You want to go out for beer? Sure. You want to like play darts? Yeah, that sounds fine. You know, there's nobody down here. No. You know, like I don't have any playmates, as yeah. Father Goronsky calls it. So, uh, I tried to call our buddy Patrick Hill, um, who's still in his uh, assignment. Um, to go out, you know, to a movie last night, but he was he was busy. So then I contacted Megan Dempsey, who's now back from oh, nice. from uh, St. Louis and teaching at St. Mary's, and uh, and and I had looked up at the movie times, and right now there's kind of a. Please tell me you didn't go see Gone Girl again. I went to go see <laughs> Pitch Perfect two. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I do kind of want to see that. Yeah, though. you do. Um, <laughs> but uh, I wanted to see Avengers. And I have, I have some trepidation about seeing that movie, um, especially after reading um, our friend, I hope, uh, Father Robert Barron's. Oh, yes. Uh, he wrote an excellent review of, of this movie. Um, and, and I've been sensing this for a while. 
like the experience is this. A lot of times in these like superhero movies, they draw on Judeo-Christian themes. The first time that I really saw this happen was, um, did you see the Superman movie from like, not the most recent one, but the one that was like maybe like 10 years ago? No. What he does is he saves the entire world by offering himself. He like, he has to push this meteorite full of kryptonite like out into the out into the you know stratosphere um into the like space um and by doing that like it's it's affecting him so like you can see right what's the theme right well that's Redem- qu- redemptive suffering redemptive suffering right. he's the christ figure he's the savior and how does he die kryptonite cruciform uh he dies with his arms stretched out his feet together, and he's in the shape of a cross, and then he and then he falls back to earth, and then he rises somehow. So that kind of like it's like seriously, I like my comic books and I like my scripture, but never the twain shall meet. Right? Okay. Um, and then in this Avengers movie, there was two moments, and if you haven't had a chance, it's probably on his Word on Fire blog. Um, you can Google it, but uh, Robert Barron, Father Robert Barron, he goes through and he talks about how some of these elements are kind of blasphemous. And one of the things is, um, okay, so... In the Avengers. In the Avengers. Okay. Do you know anything about comic books, Nothing. superhero movies? Nothing. Okay. Do you yeah. know Captain America? Not really. You know what I'm talking about, though. I right? played sports in high school. That was a really uh, condescending, dem- d- condescending I- and demeaning <laughs> comment. It was, I'm sorry. Thank you. Um, I'll get sorry, to that. I'll I'm get to so- sports. Oh, Trust me, I'm gonna rip on you too. <laughs> ain't no, ain't nobody gonna get out of my grasp today. <laughs> so, um, okay. So Captain America has this shield, okay, and the shield is made from this precious metal that you learn later was made by Tony Stark's father. Tony Stark is Iron Man. Gotcha. So they make this shield that somehow like takes the energy of anything thrown at it, and you know like repels it back at them it's like this you know boomerang kind of thing so you find out in the avengers sorry okay spoiler alert if you haven't seen it you know like click off now and just go to the last five minutes listen to the shout outs and consider yourself done right you fulfilled your penance for the week um so uh they find out that there's actually more of this metal and uh when the main villain in the movie grabs this metal he says Upon this rock, I will build my church. What? Upon this rock, I will build my church. He says that. Oh, yeah. And then um, later, when the character that he uses to kind of like form this, this, he like draws out of this metal, this like super creature, the superhuman creature, um, the, they say, what is your name? And he says... I am. No way. I am. Okay. Whoa. So I, I, this is my take on the Avengers movie. Do you like uh, Big League Chew? I do. Big League Chew watermelon. I can't find it anywhere. If anybody knows where to find Big League Chew watermelon, um, I will, you know, like send you money and you can purchase some for me. Um, usually, like around, you can just find original grape and maybe like sour apple. But the watermelon back in the day was the stuff. Right. Big League Chew was really good for about, I don't know, like five minutes. 
kind of like juicy fruit. Right. Juicy fruit usually topped out at around four minutes and 28 seconds. Right. Um, and then all of a sudden you're just chewing this like massive wad of nothing. <laughs> That's what it felt like with Avengers. It was just like really good idea, really good characters, flashy, they're fighting, whatever. And then all of a sudden it loses its flavor and then you have another two hours to go. It's a two hour and 20 minute movie. Okay. A little long. Okay. Why is it that people are so obsessed with these superheroes? Okay. This is this is my take on it. All right. I'm going to riff on this go, for a little yeah, bit. Just go for it. Okay. I'm at the turntable. My thing is this. Okay. We, the human person has two great faculties. Okay. Faith and reason. Faith, um, I don't know. I didn't look up a definition of you know man's capacity for faith, but it's it's his it's his faculty given to him by God, by which he's able to know God. So how can we know God? It only if God reveals Himself. So somehow God creates in us faith, and by faith we know we know Him. Is that yeah? Sounds good. You're the one going on for studies. Not <laughs> I would nuance that. Okay, I would nuance that, man. Okay, why don't you give the definition for reason? Because I'm like feeling kind of inferior right now. Well, neither of us are really awake, so you know. Let's go back to the Avengers plot for a second. Reason? No. Well, reason. I mean, I, so sorry to be stickler here. Because I know that sports comment that that hurt. You know, oh, somewhere. I don't care. I'm going to get after it. Okay, so um, I would say the two faculties of man are the intellect and the will. Okay, yeah. So, but I understand what you're saying. Uh, reason, you know, man's man's uh, capacity to transcend particulars and to draw on and understand things in a universal form. Yeah. Um, but then faith is kind of the, the elevation of that in grace and the fulfillment, the perfection of reason. Yeah. Uh, which is also an act of the will, right? Faith is also adherence, uh-huh. personal adherence to God as, uh, as the catechism describes it. And so it's kind of the elevation of, of those two natural faculties, which are darkened and perverted by okay. sin. So, sorry. Yeah, I would say, because what, what, what I'm looking at is saying, okay, so Christian man, Christian man has faith by God, and reason is also given him as a created good yep. uh, by nature. He, I mean, without, without grace, he still right. has reason, okay? Right. So through faith, through the intellect and the will, whatever, man can come to know something of God and know something of this earth. Faith and reason. The perfection of those powers are directed towards God and the things of God, of which creation is a part of that. Right. So it's wonderful that we can use our reason um, to know something more about the earth. What is the highest good, what is, the, what is the highest thing in our kind of modern mentality that reason creates? Technology. You're right. Like, what is the highest good right now? The Samsung Six or the, not. the Apple, yeah, maybe the, what was that? Apple tablet, you know? What are you? Oh, what gosh. do you do? I would say that the it's iPhone Six, the iPhone Six, the pinnacle of creation. Yeah, it is. What did that guy say? We are the oh, we're the future of mankind. We are the future of mankind. Yeah, Nicholas Coral. Yeah. Okay, so what is the highest good that ma- the, this world kind of creates? Technology, right? And so we place all of our hope, all of our desire in like looking into technology. And whether it's medical or or agricultural or social or whatever, we kind of apply our reason and our understanding 
into the deepening of and the expanding of technology. Right. Then on top of that, you kind of have like things that don't really make sense. You know, like where does the wind come from? Uh, how do I get, how do I find my way in this world? Whatever. I think that people want to find a way to explain all that. And one of the ways in which I would say that they kind of like, they just come to is at some point we come to a place that technology can't really explain, can't really, you know, do. And now we're in the realm of magic. Yeah. Okay. Technology and magic. I would say that that's kind of the the secular atheistic world's um, answer to faith and reason. Is faith is is supplanted by magic? You have this mysterious force that kind of like is working, and then eventually we tap into that, um, or sometimes it breaks through from beyond. Wizards, superheroes, I don't know, um, uh, astrology. Right. This lady at, at at your party came up to me and said, Uh-oh. "Are you a Taurus?" <laughs> and I was, I am actually a Taurus. And she said, when's your birthday in May? And I was like, well, it's in April. And she goes, that makes total sense. You're a foodie. Oh, my God. And I was like, how dare you? You know? You didn't didn't know who she was? I had no idea who she was. But, like, there was a part of me that just said, "Um, how did you know who I was so quickly? You know? But I don't believe in astrology. Right. You know? Just because I'm a Taurus or whatever. Um, So, we have, like, certain things that we can't explain. So, we just put that all in in the level of magic. Yeah. And then reason, well, we don't really, we, we can't really know God or even like, you know, angels. Seriously, we're going to lump that into magic. Rather, we're going to put all of it into um, technology because that we can control, that we can understand. Yeah. So then who are the ones that kind of unite magic and technology? Superheroes. Superheroes. I mean, the pinnacle of technology would be Iron Man. Yeah. Iron Man somehow broke through the kind of limitations of this world and found a way through um, science and industry and, you know, his whatever, his money to, like, create this these suits of armor um, that make him, you know, powerful. Um, but then also you have characters that rely on magic. Um, they have strength. They have strength and power, uh, but it comes from magic. Thor... Is the one that, like, you know, the whole... Th- you really don't watch any of these movies. No, I do don't you? know anything, sorry. I do know who Thor is, but I've never seen the movie. Yeah, so Thor, event like, at some point he loses his power because he's been cast out of his realm. Okay. Um, and so he's just a mere mortal, and he's just, like, so upset by it. Yeah. Well, the the what happens in, in this movie, The Avengers, is what they're trying to do is they're ma- they're trying to make an incarnation of the pinnacle of science and... Or technology and magic. So they fuse Jarvis. I mean, most people have no idea what I'm talking about, but they're the I think few, a lot of people they're will, the few though. geeks that yeah. like, you know, love this stuff, so rock out. Um Jarvis is um uh, Iron Man's supercomputer that like kind of talks to him. He's like his Alfred. Do you know Batman? Yes, yes. Okay, so Alfred, whereas before he's just kind of this English man, brings him his tea, whatever. Um, Jarvis is this supercomputer that's able to think and process and talk with him. Okay. They fuse Jarvis with the magic that's located in, uh, this crystal stone from Thor's world. Okay. And then somehow through that, 
and through this Korean woman that somehow found a way to uh, regenerate tissue or something, they create a body. It's the incarnation. Yeah. That's what they're looking for. And it's so funny because, like, as as a Christian, as a Catholic, as somebody who likes, I certainly like culture um, and, like, you know, pop culture and, you know, whatever else. But I, I like, like I said, I like my gospel and I like my comics, but never the twain shall meet. Right. Unless one is actually providing the answer for another. Thoughts? It's, oh, yeah. This is an interesting topic. And thank you for enlightening me on these the last... Are, these are very interesting. These are very interesting. Uh, last 20 years of... Uh, comic movies i appreciate the uh, crash course here the um the first thing that comes to mind is this has always been there this desire these these kind of desires and these themes um i just think of the ancient world i think of the pre-christian world the hmm. epic poetry sure the desire to become like the gods right yeah to become something that is greater than humanity and it's that kind of innate but also Lapsarian in the sense of like original sin, right? You shall become like God, right? Thinking of Genesis 3 here. Yeah. There's something just so deeply in us that drives to become superhuman. We have different forms now, yes. and I think you identified it by saying it's it's really science and technology. That's the gods, you know? Yeah. Uh, in the age that we live in. Yeah. And because they, because they have the power, because it's all about power. Yes. And um, that's where things get kind of crazy for us is that God descends yes. in the incarnation, yep. but it's the absolute refusal to be the superhero. Yep. Jesus is not a superhero. Dasman. Dasman, yeah. Um, to be the Ubermensch. The yeah. Um, and, uh, and the way of kind of radical powerlessness. As I get older and, and you got the it. more I'm like, this is, this is what it's all about. It took me a long time to realize that, I think, mm -hmm. that the faith is not just about like cool liturgies and ideas and uh, I don't know about tradition. the first part. Yeah, yeah. Well, we did the Divine Liturgy on Monday, Father Michael. That's right. Um, the third finding of the head of John, John the, the Baptist. The third glorious finding. I mean, mark that on your calendar, yeah, folks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yes. Happy 10th anniversary for him. But it, but I think it's, it's at the end of the day, it's that line from from Malcolm Mug Mugridge. Mugridge. Mugridge, that Gronsky read us, yes. right? It's either about love or power. Yes, a Roman centurion writes in his diary from like the third century. In all of my travels, in all of my in all of my struggles, I have I have learned only one thing. It is that a man can have love, or he can have power, but he can't have both. Right. That's it. Which that was John Fraker's BA talk, right? Really, powerless love or loveless power. What is your choice? Wow. Yeah, he nailed it. Yeah, that, but that's that's exactly where I went in terms of. We're looking for power. We're looking for the fusion of these two things so that we can have power. And that's what I was that's what I was thinking. I'm so glad you said that. It's powerlessness. Yeah. And the powerlessness that comes Harumph. Sorry. The powerlessness that comes in Christ who becomes like the worst of all. Right. You know? Like, I mean, if any if I mean, become a become a centaur, become anything but a human. They failed. Yeah. They're total losers. All they do is wound, kill, and destroy one another, and that's what they're going to do to you. And he says, "Yeah." And so he descends in um, in his in his incarnation and goes even lower through his crucifixion yeah. and turns around and says, "Come and follow me." Yeah, that's amazing. And yeah. then uh, the other thing was, I was flipping through icons the other day. 
And uh, that icon that you really like, um, Extreme Humility, uh-huh. the more I look at that, the more I'm like, this is this is so countercultural. Yeah. Um, this is our hero. This is our this is our God hero. And this is what he does. And this is what he's going to ask us to do. Because I want to find a way for the gospel to also make me rich, powerful, important, strong, um, intelligent, suave, you know, a leader, right. whatever. And it's like, no, actually, the the gospel is the Beatitudes. Yeah. And if I'm going to live the gospel, I'll know that I'm living the gospels when I am when I'm weeping, when I'm mourning, yeah. when I'm hungering, when I'm poor. You know. Absolutely. Side note. That icon is now in Jackson, John Lynch's bedroom, my nephew. Oh, gosh. I know. But he got another one of St. John recently, um, and oh my he gosh. loves icons. Oh, yeah. Like, he goes, uh, every do. morning, he, like, it's almost like he does this, he's one years old. He reverences. He kinda, yeah, he does this, like, reverence, and he, like, he just loves it. It's a it's a yeah. funny thing. So kids kind of pick up on this stuff in a way that we don't. Um, but I think that, there's yeah, there's, Avengers is a, is a fruit of two things post-Christian, of the post-Christian world, which means, number one, kind of a neo-pagan worldview. So this reversion to magic. Yes. Magic is... That's what Thor is. Yeah. Like you were saying, like the Odyssey, all these, you know, we're going to become gods. Like Thor is from this ancient Norse, you know, myth. And and it really is like a non-personal deity. That's what everybody wants. Everybody wants to go hike the mountains you know, with their the Bobos in Paradise, you just read that book, you know? Yeah. And they want to recognize that there's something out there, but I don't want it to be personal. I sure as hell don't want a relationship, and I definitely don't want it to, to demand things of my life. Yes. So that's kind of the whole magic thing has come back in, and that's why the occult is on the rise. Yeah. Then secondly, there mm-hmm. is, um, like we're talking about here, just that drive for power with technology. Mm-hmm. And I think that... I was preaching about this. I don't know if anybody really picked up on it, but Balthazar has this line where he says that he compares the um, the uh, um, the church as to the um, oh man, sorry, I got to wake up here. The the guy left on the side of the road to die on the way up to Jerusalem from Jericho. You remember that parable? And he's talking about the priests and uh, everybody, the good Samaritan. Yeah. So the but he's like the modern world has stripped has has crushed the church and stripped it of the the values, quote unquote, that it wants to take uh, and just kind of recreated it into a new paradigm. So we just take these things from the Christian yeah. body, which is just dead, yeah. Uh, yeah. and we try and create it. So it's like there's this weird, these weird Christian themes, but they're in a d- deeper non-Christian worldview, a pagan worldview mm-hmm. that we're living in, in a new time. And we are living in a time that is like the the ancient ancient church, right? The, the the declining Roman Empire. And you see that happening in Ireland last week, right? With the vote of yeah. marriage and everything. Yeah. It's like we're just radically reverting back. But on the surface, it looks like, oh, that's still so Christian. And there's all these themes. Oh, look at that. He's like cruciform in the whole bit. And it's like, well, it's just, it's just kind of taking these things. It's misappropriation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't, I, I didn't research like when exactly did comic strips kind of begin and when exactly did kind of like the the phenomenon of you know kind of cartoon and the but one thing I would say is um, there's a need for heroes and who are the heroes of kind of the I don't know 14th century 15th 16th 17th you know 
for the mo- for the Christian world, it was the saints. Right. And that continued on and on. I mean, like 1950, you know, saints. You would talk, kids knew the stories of the saints, you know. And now, who are our heroes? Hulk, Avengers, uh, Batman, Spider-Man, you know, whatever. Fine. Peyton Manning, D. Lacrosse, you know, Joe yep. Sackick, whoever, mm-hmm. okay? So... We, what what the culture has done is it it's recognized a need on behalf of people for worship, right? And for cult worship. I mean, Comic Con was the other day, and it was so cool. At John's going away party, all of a sudden this guy shows up in full Batman, Batman costume, thing. and he even like, did you see that? He yeah. darkened his face, yeah, like so it looked like he had like this like sick five o'clock shadow, but it was just like he was the shadowy figure. It's cult worship, yeah. you know. We want to give our affection, our love, our devotion to something. Right. And so the, what we're going to give it to are these these figures, whether it's sports, technology, certainly like Steve Jobs. And part of the reason why we're having this conversation is Gronsky and I were on the airplane, and I was talking to him about Steve Jobs, and he said, what do you think, what do you think happened with Steve Jobs? And I said, I think he looked too long into the void uh. because he, he, he made so many um, great innovations um, in the, the field that he was in, and he wanted more, but then all of a sudden his body had you know cancer, had this suffering, and he said, technology will solve this. Yeah. So he looked in all these different avenues for it to save him, he was like trying like you know weird trials of drugs that hadn't even been tested yet, and they were hurting his body. But right. he was desperate to stay alive. Um, and I said, I think that eventually he looked for technology to save him, and it couldn't, right? Because technology has no answer for suffering. Two things happened. One, Gronsky took out a pencil and wrote it down and said, "This is going in the first mass homily." And I was like, "Yes!" Nice. And then it didn't make it in. But but the second thing was the guy in front of us who was listening to the conversation. Uh-huh. You know, like the guys kind of like creak their ear back in yeah. between the seats. Yeah. He he kind of looked back at both of us and goes, whatever. And then went back, put on his Bose headphones and did whatever. Fine. Though there are two there are two ways to kind of like, you know, to to deal with, you know, Christ, which is follow me or they walk away. Yeah. And I think that in some sense the gospel has to be proclaimed again, and you have the option. Either either you follow him or you follow someone else. But you're not just gonna follow, you're not just gonna be your own pioneer. Yeah. You're going to follow somebody. Apple, Denver Broncos, uh, Comic Con, yeah. money, uh, technology, sex, all of you know, pop culture, whatever it is, you're going to find someone to give your your devotion, your worship to. And the worship that we give as Christians is to the only God who has revealed himself in his only son, Jesus, um, who showed us that uh, the pattern of our life is is birth, death, resurrection, you know? Uh-huh. And But we're, if we can't look for life in this world and only in this world, yeah. we're made for something more. Absolutely. So. So that's it. Well done. I think I think it's a it's a decent movie. I, I mean, my favorite character in there is the Hulk because um, he struggles with anger, and you know that's just and he's green. He's green. Yeah. Um, and he's a lover. He's one that doesn't like to fight. Oh. Um, he gets angry. He gets angry because he doesn't want to get angry. 
um, because people people try to make him into the Hulk and he doesn't want that. So very good. Um, highly recommend it. This is in the line of the Batman podcast. Thanks for listening. Well done. All right. Well done. All right. Catholic Stuff Podcast at gmail.com. That's it. Thanks for listening. <laughs>